to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plus, and with myself, Stephen Spam. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 240. Smashing through the 200s here. Thanks to everyone who tuned into last week's show. This week, we've got two wins to talk about. Who'd have thought it, I hear you ask. We've also got a roundup of all the news, loads of fan views and reactions, and there was a few talking points uh, as well. So let's crack on with this week's show. Yeah, so as always, we shout out to our sponsors who are AJF Plastering. They are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company. They cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, and they specialise in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is, and you must know this by now, all you outlookers, that they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. So if you're interested in AJF Plastering, you can send the boys an email at ajfplastering.outlook.com or you can look at their website at www.ajfplastering.co.uk or if you're on social media, so at AJF Plastering. You can look them up on Facebook and on Instagram at AJF Plastering or if you're on Twitter, search for big ads with a Z, L-O-C, and you will find head honcho Adam Francis there to give you all your plastering and silicone pictures and advice. So, Age of Plastering, go check them out and go and get yourself a lovely 15% off. Absolutely, superbly done. So just one piece of AOB for you all this week. We just want to wish good luck to the UPR Pumas under 12s, currently managed by Orient fan Stuart Hebron and including Super Harry Hebron in their lineup. They all return to training this Thursday. They've got their first match back in action next week, Sunday. So good luck to all of you guys and hope you get back underway with a win under your belt. So good luck to Stu and Harry and all the boys at UPR Pumas. Yeah, one more piece of AOB. We love iTunes oh, yeah, reviews. We always encourage them to come into us on our podcast. And this week we had a lovely one from Chef Kemp One. So thank you to Chef Kemp One for his lovely review on iTunes. And if you are listening on iTunes, why don't you give us a quick pause, give us a five-star rating and give us a nice comment for the podcast. So Paul said in the intro... We get to talk about two wins. What a lovely week it's been oh. at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. Lots of wins, lots of goals, lots of birthdays as well to talk about. But let's start off with Coulson Monday, the 22nd of March. And the Football League paper got round to naming their team of the day for the previous weekend's fixtures. And they named Connor Wilkinson in the team. And they also named Joby McEnough as top boss. So well done to Connor and well done to Joby. You'd love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on then to Tahue Tuesday, the 23rd of March. The main event of the day was Carlisle United away. Third or fourth time lucky uh, <laughs> with this one. Team lined up with Lawrence Figueroa in goal, Tunji Akinola, Jamie Turley, Dan Happy, Joe Woodison across the back. Craig Clay, who's Cissé, Joby McEnough, midfield three. And up top were Connor Wilkinson, Dan Kemp and Danny Johnson. Subs for this one was Sam Sargent, Sam Ling, Josh Coulson, Jaden Sweeney, James Dayton, Louis Dennis and Tristan Abrahams. So that was an unchanged starting 11 from the team who beat Newport on the previous Saturday with Tristan Abrahams coming in for Hector Kiprianu, who was absent and he was on international duty. Um, 
so a big loss there but we'll talk a bit more about how he got on later in the podcast so Mr Levy your views on the Carlisle United lineup. Yeah, I mean, as I suspected, really. Obviously, it's a shame that Hector can't play. Um, my, that's he's my preferred place uh, player in place of uh, sort of where Usise's uh, playing at the moment. But we'll see how it goes. Not not uh, not not too much to be um, to be shouting about, really. Yeah, same for me. I think you know if Hector's available, it's a very interesting decision Joby's got to make. But he didn't have to make it this week. So yeah, as expected, lots of tweets came into us once that team was announced at half past five. On Tuesday, Stephen Orion tweeted us said, no shock, but is Freeman injured and is job with the club or has he been loaned out again? So Stephen interested in the absentees from the squad. Yeah, LOS. Yeah, they haven't the club haven't really said what's wrong with Nick Freeman, have they? He must have not been... really. And Judd, I mean they didn't even announce that Judd's back. So you know, had it not been for Barnett's tweet, no one would be any of the wiser. Yeah, funny. Funny that I'm I'm really shocked and surprised. LOFC nineteen seventy eight said right decision after a good away win. Would still like to see four four two, but if we keep winning, happy with any formation. And I think that's the fundamental point is if we're winning in a certain way, why would you change it just because? Absolutely. Yeah, let Chin Chin once. It would be wonderful to replicate Saturday's result, but I think it is going to be a big ask. Must have motivation to score and the best thing we have for the job, but we must be relentless for the full ninety yeah. minutes. Absolutely. So the match kicked off at the slightly earlier time of 6.30 in a very windy Cumbria with Carlisle playing with the wind advantage in the first half. And we had a good chance in the ninth minute as Danny Johnson, he allowed the ball to bounce and smashed it with his left foot from 25 yards with Farman making a decent save to prevent him. Yeah, good save there. I think a couple yeah. of weeks ago, those were going into the top corners and the keepers yeah. weren't getting there. And I think recently the keepers have just been getting the better of Danny Johnson frustratingly. So Carlisle were trying to find a way for our defence, trying to take advantage of having the wind on their side. A very strong win, actually. But despite yeah. having some corners and free kicks in the first 20 minutes, it was fairly comfortable, I'd say. Nothing really came to anything from their chances or from their build-up play. We were quite resolute in defence. Yeah, we were, actually, to be fair. But we're going to fast-forward this half. And Dan Happy made a vital in- intervention in the 39th minute as the ball was whipped in along the floor and he stretched out a leg. Uh, I mean, Dan Happy's not short of an inch on his leg, is he? Um, to deny Mellish a shot on goal. And then two minutes of time were added on and played out as the referee ball a pretty uneventful half to a close. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've done that in about 30 seconds. Apart from Johnson's shot, not much attacking... Yeah. Um, intent from us or not many chances to talk about and the same for Carlisle two teams who have both suffered recently a slight blip I mean Carlisle were doing really well up until like the new year and obviously we just beat Newport and we're looking to kind of improve on that so we had a few tweets at half time Terence Coast 2 tweeted us and said an unchanged lineup from Saturday you could have fooled me on Saturday the lads played with energy team spirit tactical know-how and wanted to give each other options Looks like we're watching the team though, who played Stevenage and Scunthorpe instead. Let's hope for a much sharper second half. And our sponsor, Big Ads, LOFC, tweeted in. He said, feel for Danny Johnson. He's been in self-isolation for the last three months. It's <laughs> a very cutting. good tweet there at half-time. There were no changes at half-time for the mighty O's. Carlisle looked to start the second half strongly and again created a couple of openings, but nothing really that you know, leads on to a chance to talk about. And we had back-to-back corners in the 52nd and 53rd minutes, with also, which also came to nothing. 
Yeah, Connor Walkinson fresh from his goal the previous weekend, was looking a bit more dangerous as the game went on. He fired a shot at goal in his 63rd minute after having taken quite a skillful, you know, lob himself to kind of set up his chance. Um, beautiful left foot volley and the strike dipping just onto the roof of the net. That would have been some goal had that gone in. Yeah, it absolutely would have done. He goes for the spectacular, doesn't he, uh, Connor? But he makes it look so effortless. Danny Johnson, does, yeah. sorry, Joby McEnough made his first substitution in, quite late again in the 73rd minute. He replaced himself with Louis Dennis, which... Yeah, you can see Louis Dennis surprise. back. You know, Dennis hasn't, I can't remember Louis Dennis playing in a long time, so mm. you can see Dennis getting you know, a 15-minute-plus slot there. And Danny Johnson, again, unlucky in the 83rd minute. He was played in behind a Carlisle defence, tried to chip Farman. And again, he's been going in earlier in the season, but this time went over the bar. And at that point, you may have been thinking... Uh, this is going to be nil-nil here. Yeah. However. Yeah, but five minutes later, just five minutes later in the 88th minute, a moment of magic, of pure brilliance, as a long goal kick from Lawrence Vigrou went up to Connor Wilkinson on the right-hand channel. He allowed the ball to bounce, and with Farman rushing out of the goal, Connor sublimely lifted the ball over him and into the back of the net to make it one nil to the mighty Leighton Orient. I mean, that is some technique and that is some vision to be able to do that and not rosette that ball. What a goal. Probably a contender for goal of the season, if not the winner for goal of the season. No, you haven't a laugh, Mr. Levy. Much better goals than that. Not to take anything away, but that, oh. I mean, I think you've got to give um, kudos to Vigarou for the literally catch and then when most yeah. teams will be looking to kind of time waste, he's looking to punt the ball upfield. So great ball. A very good finish from Connor. I don't think that's going to make goal of the season, but a very good goal nonetheless. But, you know, maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, an unconfident Connor Wilkinson maybe puts it over the bar. And in his post-match interview, he did allude to having a similar chance against Newport that he missed. And he kind of said, like, this time he was really focused on getting it in. But a great finish from Connor. Um, things you love to see. An Orient w- winner in the 87th minute away at a cold, horrible, windy Carlisle United. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. Four minutes of time were added on and played out. The referee brought the match to a close and we secured all three points for the second time in four days with a second clean sheet to boot as well. Brilliant. Love to see it. So J.B. McEnough spoke to the club's YouTube channel after the match. That is available on the club's YouTube channel. We've got a quick quote from Joby who said, it doesn't get much better than that. A last-minute winner away from home, particularly with the journey. We've had to make a couple of times now to come out on top in a real tough game. The conditions were difficult. The wind was very tough to deal with for both teams, which I felt impacted on the quality of the game. So very happy Joby McEnough and a very happy Orient fan base. Oh, very much so. I mean, that last gasp wonder goal saw us leapfrog Carlisle into 11th place in the league, having played two more games than our opponents. We've now played 36. We won 14 drawn eight, lost 14, and we've now got a positive goal difference of one with 50 points on the board. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we sat here two weeks ago bemoaning our luck um, and falling into a negative goal difference. It just shows you how quickly League 2 is changing on a week-by-week basis. It's all a bit mental, and obviously we'll cover um, League 2 a bit more later on in the podcast. So, Mr Levy, what were your views on your way win at Carlisle United. Yeah, I mean, what a way to turn around a poor, boring game from a nil-nil and a draw 
into taking all three points. Superb goal, superb composure from Connor Wilkinson and obviously back-to-back wins for Joby and the team. There's nothing like a confidence booster when you're going back-to-back wins. You know, we've been very critical on this podcast of Joby's selections, uh, the setup, but, you know, grinding out these wins is what this league is all about. It is a gritty, ugly league at times and we bemoan the National League. I mean, this is, um, this is different, but, you know, sometimes things aren't pretty and pleasant to watch and you just got to do the ugly stuff, horrible stuff well. Um, and then just one moment of magic has, has changed the game. And I would, for everyone sort of moaning about the game and the poor quality of it, I would rather win ugly than lose pretty all day long. And what I mean by that is I'd rather have dozens of Carlisle-type games where we nick a goal and we win 1-0 rather than playing lovely, pretty, parsy football and, and not win games that we should be winning so you know it, it's you know we all want to be entertained you know um, it, it's a very difficult balancing act another clean sheet uh, for the back five that's two in two games stating the obvious I know that's Connor's 12th goal of the season his second in two as well three wins two draws and loss that was Joby's record at the time um, of writing that um, but not bad considering we all felt things were much worse than they were a couple of minutes ago. I mean, we were talking about a crisis in the team two or three weeks ago. We're now, at this point, after Tuesday, we're only seven points, plus a bit of goal difference off Newport, who were in the in the last spot, in the last playoff spot, sorry. So, look, you know, what a difference a week can make. It, it's, a real, it's, it's a real turnaround and a real good good uh, positive for, for us as Leighton Orient fans. Yeah, you know, maybe it was a bit of a snatch and grab, but I didn't, I don't care. Like like you said, I I would take an ugly one 0 away winning performance yeah. than a team who has seventy percent possession and has no shots on target all day long, as as most of those fans I'm sure would. Um, another clean sheet at a tough away ground to keep, so great to see that from Viggs uh, and the defence, a good defensive display. Like we've said, a very well taken goal from Connor, great assist by Vigaru you got to say that was a fantastic yeah. goal yeah. from all accounts. And we're starting to hit a bit of form at the right time to do so, where other teams are starting to dip a bit, like your Carlisles and your Crawleys and the teams who have been up there who won't be able to maintain it due to squad size, injuries or whatever. We're starting to now get a bit of wind between ourselves and, and shoot up the table. So very happy with that. And I finished off by saying it'd be interesting to see what would happen with Widowson at left back uh, and with Brophy being available again from his suspension. So obviously Brophy suspended for the last two games and we won both yeah. 1-0. I kept two clean sheets and we'll talk about that a bit later on. But I was very happy uh, at around quarter past eight, 20 past eight on Tuesday evening. So those were our views. Lots and lots of your views came in at the full-time whistle. So thank you to everyone who sends in their tweets to us at Orient Outlook Podcast. We try to mention as many as we can, uh, but if we don't read yours, don't worry. They may be coming up uh, later in the podcast, but the important thing to remember is just because we read them does not mean we agree with them. So if you're listening, don't get offended if we read one that you don't agree with. It is for balance and it is to get as many fan views into this wonderful podcast as we can. So Boatsy started it all off, who tweeted us and said again, not a great game to watch, but what a great goal to win it. Connor took it beautifully from a Route 1 kick from Vigarou, and Turley has been outstanding. Back-to-back wins. Keep this form up, and you never know, we can make a late charge for the playoffs. Yeah, somebody we've both not mentioned, Paul, and hasn't really been mentioned through the match highlights is 
What on earth has Jamie Turley been eating or drinking the last couple of weeks to put some of the defensive displays? What a man. Do you know what, though? I've always liked Jamie Turley because of the defensive displays that he's put in when he's played. He is fast and he's strong and he is good in the air. Three key things that you'd want from a centre-back and he's really solid at all three of those points. So was really sort of curious as to why he hadn't had as much game time um, in, in previous games. But no, he's absolutely showing what he's all about and commanding that back line, you know. Two out of three clean sheets this you know uh, this this past week, and he's been a fundamental part of that. Obviously, uh, Dan Happy, Joe Widdison, and and Tunji Akinola have also had to play their part. But you know he's been strong. You, you know I think Pier Gianni I saw in the Olden game was marking him, and he wasn't being bullied by Pier Gianni either. So you know Jamie Turley is absolutely someone that I would want in my back line. Well, it's funny how football works out, isn't it? Because he wasn't getting a sniff under Ross for whatever reason, and then. You know, the January transfer window comes and we sign Adam Thompson, who, had he not been injured in Joby's first game, probably Dan Happy would cut, would have come in and taken Turley out of the team. So it's funny how football yeah. works out, but Turley's had an absolute great last couple of games. Long may that continue. Yeah, it is. Football is a funny game when you think of it like that, absolutely. Ewan Carter, 22, said, didn't play well this evening, wasn't the prettiest game, but that's League Two. But we got the result, that's all that matters, and keep the unbeaten run going. Absolutely, or electric, so a disgusting game of football, however, I don't care, three wonderful points. That's it, Ted Talks Orient said the O's have a newfound toughness about them, I think Joby is our man. I think that's also a thing as well, isn't it? We have a newfound toughness about us now that, you know, we're we're playing teams and and, and not being battered now, you know, Uh, Exeter was probably a bit of a one-off blip, so yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, Sunshine, LOFC, so they're very decent barreling performance from the O's and a great finish from Wilco two very encouraging performances in four days yeah Tommy Atkinson 6 said bit like Saturday really under pressure first half resolute from us stay in it and counter well and we've done it again massive uh, to Big Vigs for a quick thinking and Wilco for the finish up the Joe O's like that one Les LK 52 defensively solid as rock led by Turley who was superb we need to find more momentum going forward though and we have to create more as better teams will punish us uh, Trousers Techno said a battling victory against the scrappy Carlisle United with the O's showing some great character and energy and commitment special finish from Wilco and pass from Viggs looks like we have a team again well done Joe B some nice buzzwords in these tweets so far. Yeah. Commitment, character, energy, battling. Record blue apps are not a classic. Stupid goalkeeping, mm. gifting us a win. But credit to Walkinson and Vigory for their bits of skill. I think we can be pleased with the performance overall and never felt like our defence was in much mm. trouble. I mean, yeah, if you're being ultra-critical, their keepers really should have stayed on his line. But, however, still a difficult finish there for Walkinson. Made it look a lot easier than what it actually was. Absolutely, but the critical point there is, is the keeper didn't stay on his line and Connor saw that and, and took advantage of it. You know, yep. a month ago, can't necessarily say that that would have, that would have come off uh, for whatever reason. Um, Steve yeah, LOFC great. tweeted in also, he said, improved second half, if you'd have suggested six points from the last two, I'd have laughed after, after recent performances, but Joby's points haul since being in charge is actually quite impressive. Still work to be done, but it is much better. John W999, so not pretty, but ground out a win thanks to the best bit of goalkeeping distribution we'll see all season. Great finish as well, and defensively superb with the whole back four pushing in rock-solid performances. 
Chris Kane nine, underscore 1992 said, once again, it wasn't a pretty game of football, but when it's blowing a gout, it's imperative to use it. That Lawrence Vigarou drop kick for the goal was a testament to that. A scrappy win is a win in the record books, and now back it up on Saturday. Ryan Peanuts is huge from Turley. Man of the match performance at the back. There you go. Mr. Underscore T82 said, I think it was a decent performance in very difficult conditions. The back four were very good and I would like to see Widdowson start at left-back for the rest of the season. Yeah, mine, Widdowson coming up later in the pod. Matt J. Nash said, in those conditions and with so many games being played, it was never going to be pretty. It never looked like we were going to lose and we were very resilient, sorry, despite the squad being depleted. Great to nick it with a quality goal and six points from two tough away games. Orient Fan TV said, think we're safe now. Not the best of performances, but a win's a win. Yet another clean sheet as well. Feel we need more support up top for DJ. Not look the same player as he was earlier in the season. Turley was superb at the back and that goal from Wilco with the flames emoji. Yeah, PM31970. Win didn't help the game, but it's all about the win. Six games, three wins, two draws and a loss. We would have taken that before Grimsby, with arguably three of the first choice back four not playing as well, getting another clean sheet. Orient underscore Ed said, What we did in the second half on Saturday, we did for 90 minutes tonight with the addition of beating them to pretty much every single second ball. Fantastic finish from Wilco and Jamie Turley, an absolute rock and my man of the match. Long may the last two performances continue. Yeah, good tweet there from Ed. Essex Biz said, what an awful game, but a massive three points. Happy and Turley were first class. What a great finish by Wilkinson. However, our midfield is so weak on and off the ball. Luckily, Brophy will be back for Saturday as we need much more composure on the ball. We are seven points now. From the playoffs. C Gibson underscore 89 said, a proper team performance. Stick in a game like that and you always give yourselves a chance of snatching a winner. I don't care how attractive the football is away at Carlisle on a Tuesday night. The spirit and desire was spot on again tonight. Well done, O's. Again, a couple of more imperative buzzwords there about spirit and desire. Absolutely. Love to see it. Neil Rod, 1961. So the great win. Not pretty to watch, but very good, hard-earned three points. Joby has the team very well organised. I'd give him the job now to start preparing for next season. Steve Chaplin 4 said, Not the greatest game, but the conditions were far from conducive. A point away at Carlisle on a midweek night is a good is good to take all three fantastic. A point away at Carlisle on a midweek night is good. To take all three is fantastic. Sorry, misread that. Solid team performance. We rode our luck at times. Turley was everywhere and has bounced back well after a dire showing at Exeter. Parksy, 1881. So 10 games to go. We've only got to play two games against teams above us in the league. Shelton them away and Cambridge at home. Look at the results. We may have left it late in the season, but momentum is important. And if we can keep near two points per game, who knows? Miller, Miller, president, said, I'm a worried man. We played poorly for the vast majority of the game against a bang average side. Score a last-minute goal and Orient supporters think we'll make the playoffs. Is Joby the new messiah? I have a feeling very little changed and we're papering over the cracks. Oh, so Miller, president, not as happy as others, but the final word... On Carlisle United goes to the lovely Masters underscore James D, who says a great result at a proper gritty and battling performance in difficult conditions. Orient teams of old would have been beaten before they turned up, but not today. Not the prettiest, but doesn't matter. When you get a result like that, 
delighted. Absolutely. So that rounds up everybody's views on the Carlisle game. So we now have the Design Cadby Prediction League update. Uh, Design Cadby specialising in company branding, advertising, print, digital and logo design with all LOFC fans getting 15% off. You can find James on social media. He's at Design Cadby and that's across Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And you can email James now. You can send it to hello at jamescadby.com. And so a little bit of a sort of real well done here. John Band 6306573, Liam NUFC98, Steve White LOFC, Rob MCC68, B and Big TB47, who all correctly predicted 1-0 to the O, so you will get three points. So well done for that. That's impressive. But Paul Skinner, 88, take a bow. You get four points because you correctly predicted the 1-0 win and getting Connor. Uh, on the score sheet so uh, well done Paul that is absolutely it still blows my mind that people predict it right um, top of the prediction league table roundup is going to follow at the end of this episode so well done to you all yeah well done remember to listen out for Paul Skinner again see if you got another maximum yesterday because mm. I'm pretty sure we did Wednesday the 24th of March and so we say a happy birthday to our podcast sponsor Adam Francis from AHF Plastering so Adam hope you had a lovely day with the family. Absolutely. Jamie Turley and Connor Wilkinson were also named in the Skybet League 2 Team of the Week for the round of midweek fixtures with Joby McEnough named as interim manager. So well played to all three, Jamie, Connor and Joby. Good to see Orient players now making these Teams of the Weeks again, Steve, because we've uh, not been able to mention that much this season. I know it's been far too long. So yeah, you know, you're like a bus, you wait for ages, and then twice in the same podcast, you're talking about players and managers getting top boss and a team in a week. So well done to everyone. So Thursday, the 25th of March, is a Hector Kiprianu played centre back for Cyprus under 21s. They drew nil nil away to Greece under 21. So well done to young Hector. Yes. Clean sheet as a centre back, nothing to be sniffed at, at international level whatsoever. Absolutely well done, Hector, and also. More importantly, 41 years ago, a legend was born on this very day. And a very happy birthday to you, my lifelong great friend, my co-host of this super podcast, and the super daddy-o, Mr. Stephen Nussbaum, who celebrated his birthday the day after our sponsor's birthday, which we we uh, somehow didn't realise. So, a very happy yeah. birthday to you. Um, I know you had a good day and were quite spoiled. So, um, good for you. Yeah, thank you to everyone who... Um sent messages and I mean this podcast is amazing for kind of getting to know people um, over social media and there's so many birthday messages on Twitter and Facebook through the podcast of people who I've never even met before who have the courtesy to say like happy birthday and hope you have a great day so to everyone um, who wished me happy birthday who I've never met uh, through the podcast that is a lovely thing to do and it doesn't go unnoticed uh, or unappreciated so thank you to everyone who sent me um, their birthday wishes so Mooney Friday then 26th of March, a quiet day at the club with no news to report. However, it was a joyous day in some of our Jewish households as we wish everyone a very happy Passover and hope you all had lovely Seder evenings. Yeah, yeah, it, it was the... It, oh, actually, sorry, my bad. It was actually started on the Saturday night. I do beg your pardon. It was on the Saturday night, slightly early there on my part. Um, 
Yeah, sorry, my bad. It wasn't the Friday night, it was the Saturday <laughs> night. Anyway, <laughs> move off the podcast, Mr. Levy gets a Jewish state wrong. Yeah, yeah, the only one that actually did a Seder and I, I got it wrong. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on, the main event of the day was Oldham Athletic at home, but there were two other main events as well because there were a couple of birthdays uh, on this very day. Very happy birthday to Pandemonium fanzine editor and one of the longest running. Um, fanzines in the country Matt Roper we hope you had a great day mate and also a very 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 happy birthday to Super Lottie who turned 87 super fan Lottie who lives uh, sort of local to the ground and uh, uh, so I read Matt Porter's tweet and apparently or, or Stuart Minchin's tweet and, and she was waiting at the players car park to clap them and, and say well done what a legend, man. I hope I'm still doing this at 87. Oh, really? That's lovely. So, yeah, happy birthday, Lottie. Happy birthday, Matt. So, this week, we ran two Twitter polls, not just the one. So, as normal, we ran our standard Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this game. We had 231 votes in 24 hours. And you voted with 18% saying I would lose the game. 21% thinking the game would end in the draw. But... Uh, Bit of a majority, 61% thinking that Orient would win the game. So thank you to everyone who voted in that one. Yeah, absolutely. We also ran a midweek snap poll and asked, does Joby stick with Joe Widdison or does he bring back James Brophy for this match? And we had 323 people casting their vote. 88% said Joe Widdison should retain his space. And there were also a lot of opinions being shared on this as well. So thank you to everyone who took a moment to vote and also to engage with your views on whether it should be Brophy uh, gets his space straight away or whether Joe has to give that up or keep his, his spot in the team. For my own personal view, I don't think you change a win inside. Yeah, you love you love a win inside. So at two o'clock, it was Who time doesn't? to find out what Joby was going to do. So the team was announced with Lawrence Vigaru in goal, back fourth, Tim Jackanola, Jamie Turley, Dan Happy and Joe Willowson, the midfielder of Usise, Craig Clay uh, and Mr Brophy with Wilkinson, Dan Kemp and Danny Johnson making up the rest of the starting eleven On the bench, we had Sam Sargent, Sam Ling, Joshy Coulson, Joby McEnough, James Dayton, Louis Dennis and Tristan Abrahams. Yep, that side saw one change from the Carlisle team as James Brophy returned to the squad to make his 150th Orient appearance in place of Joby McEnough who was on the bench as Jaden Sweeney missed out on the match day squad. Mr Nussbaum, your views on that squad? That is the exact 11 I had in my um, fan hub prediction team so I was very happy with that. What I also noticed... Um, is that that's a pretty decent bench looking at it you've got the experience there of Josh Coulson and Sam Ling in the defence both fairly pretty experienced defenders then you've got like from an attacking perspective McEnough, Dayton Dennis and Abraham so quite a few options on the bench there but yeah that starting 11 obviously with Hector still unavailable is, is the 11 that, you, that I said would start so no qualms from me what about you Mr Levy yeah kudos to you for that in my fan hub uh, team prediction I kept Joby in but in hindsight what was I thinking he'd played two games he'd done the trips to Newport and Carlisle um, and and the club giveaway with him making a fuss of him on the the O show and uh, um, um, his 150th uh, appearance so yeah the signs were there that he was going to be starting but for me 
you know, obviously, as we've mentioned just a moment ago, there's a lot of discussion about whether he would come straight back in or not, where he would where he would play if he was to come back in. It looks like Joby's got a fix for that problem or that question, and it'd be interesting to see him playing slightly further forward. Uh, I quite like that Carl Piergiani. Um He's a formidable defender, so you know it's not going to be an easy game today uh, at all. Um, so no, interesting lineup for me. Yeah, so we had lots of views and tweets coming to us uh, when the team was announced. Matty, sorry, so it looks really attacking. I love the look of it. Yeah, and Kieran Derry Seven said, decent lineup. Keeping Widdison in was the correct decision. Happy Brophy's back as it gives us that little bit more going forward. Just need the right result now. John Crab three said, I think Kemp could be the key today in that more central row. So yeah, Dan Kemp, mm-hmm. normally being on the left, was now playing in the middle, just behind. Danny Johnson with Brophy on the left and Wilkinson on the right. I mean, you've got to say, you know, with Kemp in the middle, Brophy on the left, Wilkinson on the right, and Johnson ahead of them, three. That's that's pretty strong. That's a pretty good lead to attacking outlet. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it, it, on paper, that says a lot. It's just you've got to transfer yeah. it on the pitch, right? Vince Howard, 73, said if Brophy was going to start, then that was totally the right decision for Joby to drop himself. The team and the fans need to get used to life without Joby on the pitch, as the man can't carry on playing forever. Yeah, good point there from Vince. Lee Boyce, 13, said the right decision to drop McEnough. Brophy will offer more, even if he's playing out of position further forward. Be interesting to see if he's dropped back to left-back, though, during the game. Paul Red Rum said we will need to give the ball to Brophy and Kemp a lot to be successful because with Cissé and Clay, they are not the most inventive. So the match kicked off on a sunny Saturday afternoon in E10 with the O's looking to top off a great seven days with their third win on the trot and with Oldham also looking to follow up their recent good form as they were looking to carry on from where they left off. They beat Exeter on Tuesday night, a very good Exeter team, mm. 2-1. So it was always going to be a difficult game. However, in only the seventh minute, we took the lead as DJ closed down and Hassel Clark, who turned back to his own goal, played a, frankly, quite rubbish Shocking. back pass, mm. sold the keeper short. Connor Wilkinson pounced, got the ball, drove towards goal from a quite a tight and difficult angle, put his laces through it, absolutely smashed the ball as hard as he could, went in off the bar, back of the net, 1-0, three goals in three games, number 13 of the season, and it's 1-0 to the Orient. What a goal. What an absolute stunning goal. Getting close, great closing down. You see, that that's what happens. Defending from the front, from the front, everyone puts a shift in. You defend from the front, you force the defender to make a mistake, and he makes that mistake, and then you've got someone that's got a little bit of form, a lot of confidence about them in, in Connor Wilkinson, and um, he pounces and, and was able to capitalise. I think a month or two ago, we wouldn't necessarily be saying that, um, and it'd certainly be a contender for goal of the month competition for this for this for March. Yeah, I mean, it's a great finish, but I think you know, kudos to Danny Johnson for pressuring Clark into a mistake, and Connor Wilkinson very confident, not going to miss those at the moment. So, a bit of a dream start for the O's. Three minutes later, it was almost one all. It was a long ball upfield went to Badam on our right. They liked that that ball, didn't they? Yeah, you know, into, into our right back area. Uh, ball came in, and Kiola done. Lost his man, headed just wide. I mean, we should have been defending better there. Bit of a lot for us. Yeah, it really was, uh, to be fair. McCormont drove forward in the 22nd minute, left Jamie Turley and Dan Kemp for dust and shot just wide of Lawrence Vigarou's goal. And I think it was a bit of a let-off for us, really. 
yeah, he kind of scuffed his shot there. He done all, he done the hard part well, and kind of scuffed the easier part. But that was good for us. And Oldham had been putting Akinola under pressure, uh, and had got a number of dangerous crosses in, but nothing that had led to a goal. But was leading to chances. And in the twenty seventh minute, Oldham went close with a superb effort from McElhenney who shifted the ball very quickly, got great feet for a young player, this kid, opened up a gap, took a great shot from quite a distance out, actually, flashed across the goal now, Figaro beaten, but the ball hit the post and it bounced away to safety. I mean, yeah, I mean, that goes across the six-yard box, that goes across the face of goal and out, out for a goal kick. And Oldham have not let their heads drop since going behind. They've had a number of efforts at our goal, and um, we've got to be more at it. I, I, I remember at the time writing that, you know, they've really got their tails up here um, and we're looking like the side that have conceded and they're on the ascendancy, not the other way around. I think maybe we started to let them come at us a bit too much and it was putting us under some unnecessary pressure and they weren't afraid to take shots from distance. And he was unfortunate on the 27-minute um, mark, McCallany, to not, to not score a goal. I think, you know, in my post-match tweet, you know, we rode our luck a bit with that one. Yeah, we did, but you know, sometimes you've got to be lucky. And at the moment, we're, we're having the luck on us. I think a couple of weeks ago, that hits the post and goes into you know goes into the back of the net. So, you know, very lucky there. Thirty-fifth minute in, it was a really open first half. Actually, a chance yeah. for us as Dan Kemp and Brophy combined really well. Uh, with Brophy smashing a low cross into the six-yard box, Walker spilled it, but Wilkinson couldn't put home the loose ball. So, you know, at this point, it could have been one or or two-nil. It was really an open game. Yeah, absolutely right. DJ forced Walker into a good save to deny him in the 38th minute. DJ had worked some space to get his shot off and the ball went out for our first corner of the game. And from that corner, Jamie Turley headed just wide. Yeah, DJ was unlucky. Yeah, that was a good save from the keeper. Maybe a bit a bit acrobatic for the cameras, but a good save there yeah. nonetheless. But in the 43rd minute, and probably slightly against him on the play, Dan Kemp made it 2-0, doubled our advantage and another poor piece of defensive play from Oldham with XO Nicky Adams trying to play a cross full pass across his area, which was, quite frankly, pretty stupid to do. Yeah. Ball landed at Dan Kemp's feet. Nice bit of footwork there from Dan Kemp. Looked up. Goal was on. The shot was on. He called a beautiful curling shot into the bottom corner. Walker's goal, 2-0. Have some of that. Yeah, bosh. That is such a good goal. Another one for a contender for goal of the month. We're a little bit spoiled this month compared to February. Oldham have been poor at the back, but you know, you know, but good. They've been good going forwards. We're, we're really quite poor at the back, and hopefully this goal will take a bit of the wind out of their sails. I know we're sort of just a couple of minutes to half time, and I'm sure Keith Cole will be desperate to get his players in for a half time team talk. But yeah, very pleased so far that we've had a couple of good chances and we've taken them. Yeah, Kemp took that one very well. Very good feet, great shot, and two goals in the same half. Let alone this, you know, ninety True. minutes. Two goals in the same half. Lovely stuff. And in the 45th minute, could have been even better. Could have been three. There was some good possession. Saw Dan Kemp get the ball to Brophy, but he shot at Walker from close range. And two minutes of time added on, played out. The referee brought the half to a close with the mighty O's leading Oldham by two goals to nil. Absolutely. And like you say, it's been a, a mixture of a half, really. It could have been 2 0 at one point or 1 all. Um, really entertaining game for once. Um, sometimes it's all, you know, we rode our luck a bit and we had a bit of luck on our side. So to go in 2 0 up, really happy with that. We had a few tweets come in at half time. Orient 0546648 said, Good first half, best 45 I've seen at Orient for some time. Two to the good. 
Yeah, as well as him, Casey Adams, LFC, was also very happy, saying the most entertaining game since the late Justin Edinburgh was in charge. Can we dream of the playoffs? Orient Matty said, Oldham are poor, but that first half was much, much better. The next goal will be important. Need to keep on pressing them. I think that's a fair point. I think I've said to myself at half-time, you know, 2-0 is a dangerous scoreline because if they get one back, tails go up, all of a sudden they're sniffing for blood to try and snatch a draw. Or we get that third goal and it kind of kills it a bit. Yeah, we all know far too well, you know, the pain of being 2-0 up and not seeing it through. So let's start the second half. No changes at half-time. Craig Clay got the second half underway. And five minutes in, DJ tried his luck from close range, but no cigar again for the mighty DJ. Yeah, try and bless him. Uh, Walker did... I mean, it's probably the most he's had of the ball in the last few, few games, half a dozen games. So... It's good that he still knows where the goal is. Walker did well to prevent Joe Widdison's cross from the byline close to the Oldham goal in the 55th minute. I thought, I thought that was going to be our third goal. Yeah, again, close, no cigars to an open game. 57th minute, Oldham got a free kick in a dangerous position, but we defended well, countered as Usise played a long ball forwards to release Brophy, but that came to nothing. Just a minute later, double substitution for Orient as Usise was replaced by Joby McEnough and Connor Wilkinson was replaced by Louis Dennis. I later understood that Us had got an ice pack on his knee or his ankle. Not quite sure about Connor until Joby said post-match that he'd also taken a bit of a knock. So two players there who were playing you know, with slight knocks. So fair play to them for wanting to put their bodies on the line. Yeah, absolutely. Again, quite early for the team to you know make those subs. I'm sure yeah. Joby would have wanted Connor on that pitch, given Connor's recent form. And in the 61st minute, just over the hour mark, Oldham pulled a goal back as McCormon curled a lovely effort past Vigorous. Some good, nice build-up play there from Oldham. Balls passed in to McCormon's feet. Uh, from a fair, a fair way out, and he curled it beautifully first time. Vigorous, no chance, and suddenly 2-1, all to play for. Yeah, absolutely. 67 minutes on the clock then, and a cross came in from Baden on our left-hand side. It found Keylor Dunn, um, who blazed over from close range. I think, you know, they were creating Oldham, and they were trying to get back in the game, and that's, you know, that's a Keith Curl side for you. Yeah, he's already instilled that, hasn't he, in, in, a, in a couple of weeks. So in yes. the 70th minute, DJ won a free kick. Dan Kemp took it and found Louis Dennis inside the 18-yard box. He got a shot away but it was defended for a corner, of which the ball came out to McEnough eventually. He had a shot from distance, and Walker parried out for our third corner in two minutes. Yeah, good spell of pressure here from us since we conceded that goal. We've not let that uh, diminish our um, desire to uh, to stay in this game and not let them get any uh, more in back into this game from a scoreline perspective. We made our third sub in the 83rd minute. Dan Johnson was replaced by Tristan Abrahams. Yeah, 86 minutes. Then Louis Dennis made a superb sliding challenge. He won the ball. Dan Kemp drove forward, found Brophy, who had to cut onto his right foot, but he lost momentum and the ball was worked out, came to safety, came to nothing. Yeah, then um, Lou, uh, five minutes of time were added on at the end of the 90th minute, and Tristan Abrahams went into the referee's book for preventing a throw-in from being taken. It's a shame you don't see that in the highlights. He literally jumped and put his arm in the way. Um, bit silly, but I think there was a little bit of ag uh, that happened just prior to that. And I think uh, I think he was still carrying that on. Taking one for the team there. Not a problem to me. 93rd minute in the corner for Oldham. And they were not too far off an equaliser as a Jameson header 
flashed over the bar, which was close, and the rest of the match was played out. And the final whistle went as the O's won for the third time in seven days as the O's recent good run of form continued. And the first home in at Brisbane Road for J.B. McEnough as interim manager. So J.B. McEnough spoke to Dave Victor after the game. Thank you to Dave for sending over the interview. We're going to play this one again in full like we did last week. It's about four minutes long, but because this interview isn't on the club's YouTube channel, we're going to play this for you so you can get more uh more insight from Joby. So here's what Joby had to say after Oldham to David Dunn. Well, Joby, thanks for joining us. Congratulations. Three straight wins. Yeah, fantastic effort um, from everybody. Uh, the boys, the staff, just, again, it's a, it's a grind, you know, with the travelling we've done um, and obviously your position we've played. played. Um, they've been tough games, you know, and, and the boys have absolutely... <laughs> dragged everything out of themselves to, to get us those points at times you know fantastic shift away to Newport in the first half in particular um, you know Carlisle was tough you know conditions were difficult and we had to grind it out and you're going to have to do that on Tuesday nights away from home in this league um, but good teams do that you know it's not always going to be pretty beautiful football you know you have to find a way to win and that's probably the most pleasing thing for me that we seem to have had a little mentality shift and you know, we're, we're happy to do that at times. And look, yes, we want to we wanna play, we want to get the ball down, we want to pass. But at this stage of the season, it's about winning games. And, you know, if you can't quite be that good enough with the ball, you've got to make sure that you're doing what you need to to keep it out the back of the net. And again, defensively, we've been fantastic, but that's not just the boys at the back. You know, that's Connor Wilkinson putting a shift in, Kempe, um, you know, Danny Johnson in terms of leading that line and, and really getting us on the front foot and pressing, obviously midfield as well. Um, and all together, we look really, again, what I wanted, hard to beat and, and solid. Connor Wilkinson, it's uh, three goals in as many games now, but he came off, is he OK? Yeah, he's just had a bit of a dead leg. Um, him and Cissé have been carrying knocks and, again, big credit to them, as with all the boys, you know, to, to get through the minutes and the games that they have. Um, you know, C suffered one um, going into Carlisle and, and did amazingly well to get through that. It was really touch and go going into the game. And again, with the short turnaround, with the travelling, it's not ideal. Connor again got a knock during that game. Um, so we've been sort of nursing him through and, um, you know, getting what we can out of him today. So big credit to them boys for, for getting themselves out there first and foremost and delivering performances. You know, we're not quite at 100%. And again, you know, if you're you want to be successful players have to be prepared to do that and certainly everybody in there is willing to do that right now when you took charge the target was the playoffs three straight wins it's only a four point gap now Joby yeah again um, I think it's important you know not to shy away from from that target I, I believed you know that we had to go for it listen whether we get there or not you know, results will tell and time will tell, but you have to have something to go for. You know, I think if you want to create an environment that is, you know, full of drive and, and demand on people that we're certainly putting on the players and ourselves as a, as a staff now, you know, to make sure that it's an environment where, you know, you, you are achieving or striving to achieve things, there has to be a target, there has to be. Um, you know, we made it hard work in terms of probably those free results on the bounce, you know, Exeter and in the two home games that we were really disappointed with um, in terms of the results um, but we now what we've done is just given ourselves a shot at it and that's what we wanted you know going into Easter you know a massive couple of games coming up now and we just want to carry on the momentum and um, you know keep taking points and to achieve that target is so important to get it right here at the Boy Group Stadium Brisbane Mode and this was your first victory as manager yeah we, we seem to have picked up a few on the road um, 
and again, it's, I suppose, for us, as we found at times this year, teams are giving us respect. You know, they're coming here, they're camping in, um, and it is hard to break down. You know, you see it with some of the best teams in the world when teams come in and sit in. We've, we've probably dominated the ball a lot more than we did today in those two home games that we played. We actually were over 60% possession. We just weren't doing enough with it. We weren't looking creative enough, threatening enough with the ball. And again, for me, at home, that was probably the biggest most pleasing thing today you know boys in that area they're, they're taking their chances now we're looking a bit more of a threat um, it's an amazing thing that confidence once it, it starts getting in the veins of the boys um, you know things happen very quickly so really delighted for them because again as a, as a forward line as a, as a group of players in terms of on the pitch we, we did ask more for them you know that was probably the, the biggest thing when we came in and we needed more you know, because we know they've got the quality. And I certainly wouldn't ask anything of a player that he can't do. But we knew we had a little bit more than probably we were showing. And they've responded. And again, that's a fantastic thing, certainly for me to see from them. But they have a lot of credit as well for, for stepping up. And, and I need to keep going now. Thank you. So that was uh, Dave Victor's interview with Jovi post-match. The club have put the Orient live interview um, up as the main one so thank you to Dave and um, we really appreciate that and a lot of interesting stuff from Joby there as well um, so yeah so that that then moves on to the league table as that win saw us move up to ninth in league two now having played 37 games we won 15 we've drawn eight and lost 14 we've got now a positive two goal difference and we've picked up 53 points and we are now just Four points off the playoffs, as Dave and Joby said there. Mr Nussbaum, your views on that game? All right, OK, I'll go first. Yeah, for me, you know, I think Joby got the line-up correctly. I think, you know, talking about the game, we've spoken about both goals are taken, taken fairly well, fairly clinical, especially Connor uh, early on. Connor is back on it after a quiet couple of months. Kemp looks good in that number 10 role. Good to see Brophy being able to link up with Kemp and back in the team. So, yeah... From an attacking perspective, very happy. Uh, and something that I, I saw on social media, that was the first time we scored more than one goal in a match for the first time since the 16th of Jan. So a nice little stat there. Uh, and the pleasing thing for me with that performance, the older performance, was, you know, we're improving now. And you can see that with each performance. And Joby is attributed, you know, he's just spoken about confidence in his post-match interview. Um and that is massive. And with each win, the confidence will rise. The morale will get better. Things will click. Kemp, Brophy, Wilkinson and Johnson will start trying more stuff. They'll be a bit more you know, free and less pressure to do what they want to do. And again, something else that was really pleasing was we scored two goals without Joby McEnough on the pitch. And I think a lot was made of Joby coming back and giving us a bit more of that attacking flair. But yesterday, especially in the first half, we didn't need him on the pitch and we were 2-0 up by half time and I like the fact that Joby mentioned there was a little sh- a little mentality shift mm. which is really important so really happy with that and you know I'm absolutely gobsmacked that we're only four points off the playoffs it's absolutely a bizarre season League 2 is absolutely mental and chaotic um, but all we can do is keep winning and see what happens but you know if you would have said to me when we had Nigel Travis on the podcast a couple of weeks ago we were going to be four points off the playoffs going into the Easter weekend round of fixtures I would have taken that and and let's see what happens maybe Nigel Travis Walsing always look on the bright side of life at the end of the season who knows Mr Levy what are your views <laughs> I actually enjoyed that game it was end to end at times both teams trying to score 
Oldham looked good going forwards, as I said at half-time. They were terrible in defence. Two terrible errors that led to our goals. And kudos to Connor and Dan Kemp, who who took those opportunities really, really well. Um, Connor's on fire. Three goals in three games. Dan Kemp stand out. Always looking to go forwards. Always when he got on the ball, he's always head up looking to go forwards. I thought James Brophy did well in the more forward position. Very dangerous at times. Um, very exciting player. And Lawrence Vigor, I think, generally had very little to do. Um, and Tunji was given a tough time, but he, you know, he coped well, um, I thought, um, overall. Um, Got to say, I'm happier now than I was a few weeks ago. I remember we had sort of a lot to say, and it wasn't particularly ne- it wasn't particularly positive, um, particularly sort of you know after JB took over and the results and the and the performances, I think more so. But I think as you said earlier, picking up on what JB said about this slight mentality shift, I think that's that was a lot of it. And you know, seeing the likes of Jamie Turley coming back in and being solid, and Tunji Akinola doing extremely well at right back, you know, keeping Sam Ling out and Joe Widdison keeping his spot at left back, making Joby drop himself to bring James Brophy in you know um, it just it made you know that Exeter just that Exeter game a a, a blip so yeah overall really really pleased uh, with our you know with our form Joby's you know won four drawn two lost one that's a that's a really decent record so far out of the seven he's been in charge for and I I guess dare we believe the playoffs are doable let's see what happens my friend Let's see what happens. So those were our views. Lots of your views came in. Lots of positive tweets. Always nice after a win to, you know, retweet as much as what we can on social media. And some happy tweets. Luke underscore T7 said a good result. Had me nervous towards the end. Six shots on target heading in the right directions. Come on. Yeah, I think that's a good point as well. Because at times we'd read out where we'd had no shots on target in a game. So... Good point, well made. Tom underscore Kendall 03. So get Kipriano in for Cissé and this team could go places. Brophy, Wilco and Kemp. So much more exciting to watch now. Just need to get DJ firing again. Chef Kemp once. It's good that we are building momentum with another win. Not entirely convinced by the performance, especially in the second half. I'm not sure what we've got to do to get DJ scoring again. But Kemp with another outstanding display. And we kept going right to the death. Lou Bear 84 tweeted in and she said, Newport with a green tick. Carlisle green tick. Oldham green tick. My man of the match, Dan Kemp. So much energy. His work rate is fantastic. Capped it off with a quality finish. Joe, hashtag Joby's at the wheel. Next stop, the one call stadium. Paul Raven, 39, said better again. We actually played quite expansively at times and it was much more interesting to watch. Still some sloppiness, but we're managing to win now, which is big. Still think the squad needs a bit of an overhaul in the summer, but it looks more promising now. MS Orient said, great advert for League 2 that game versus a very good Oldham side. Both teams showed some terrific edge-of-the-seats football. Joe Widdison was outstanding again. Dan Kemp showed his class again. And we were good with the ball with and sorry with the ball and without today well done Joby if they weren't if they want it enough it's there for the club to take seventh spot 27 points to play for need some big characters to step forward more belief and desire from every player let's see where it takes us yeah nicely done man unexplained so a lot better lots of movement and endeavor I must say Fulcisa was pretty good today with some good forward passes and Oldham were a good team. Yeah, there seems to be a, mm. a few more tweets about Cissé playing better. So long may that continue now. Absolutely. Joe Pavet 0-0, said, We actually played really well attacking-wise. Thought we all gelled together quite well. 
Johnson just keeps getting bullied. Uh, he keeps getting bullied though, and it's going to cost us in the long run. Nice work again defensively, and it took a great goal to break us down. Good performance. Daniel underscore D forty four. So I thought we just deserved that, but made hard work of it. Finishes though for our goals were fantastic, and our defence was superb. Even Cisse looked good. Kemp was definitely my man of the match. He was looking like a great signing. Johnson takes up so many great positions. We just need to pass it to him. Shrimpy underscore boy said the link-up play between Brophy and Kemp was class. DJ looks obviously frustrated with not being able to get his goal, but it will definitely come if we keep playing like that. Amazing what can happen when you press hard off the ball and put the opposition under pressure. Absolutely bang on point. Yeah, I like that one. Alan Reeves too. So the type of attacking football we've been crying out for with these players. So much talent when used properly. So much better to watch than the backwards and sideways nonsense we've had to endure for the last couple of months. Kemp behind the striker is class. Kid Samson O said, First Orient game I've enjoyed in months. Refreshing to see us getting midfielders into the opposition box. I thought Cissé was excellent both with and without the ball. Oldham were good to watch too, but delighted that their man of the match was their goalkeeper. Good things happen when we shoot. Like that tweet, yeah. We've moaned a bit haven't we, on the podcast yeah. about the opposition goalkeepers having like <coughs> nothing to do. So good to see their keeper getting their man of the match. Joe Jessner, 16, said first, we asked for a change of system and Joe B delivered. In, we asked for results and Joe B delivered. Finally, we asked for a return to entertaining football. And guess what? Joe B delivered. Orient Meat Pies have really enjoyed that. Starting to see Joe B's influence now. Players, play, players really playing with confidence. We are starting to see the best from Kemp, Turley and others. Yeah, good tweet there. Molly Folly 2019. So first and foremost, it was a joy to watch at last. Just think what this team could do with Hector coming in and Cissé rested. With us on the left back and Brophy on the wing is exciting with the excellent Kemp, who is my man of the match, superb in that number 10 role. Defence was solid and Wilco was in great form and a pass over win. Yeah, Gorillas 1985 said to the fans who said the season was over... Have you seen the league table? All you need is to win a few and be still within a shout. Two more winnable games to come. Think I might put a bet on Joby getting the playoff winner. Oof. Oh, it's fan basing. So best game I've seen for a while. Old and a decent team and they play some decent stuff. Held on a bit for the last two minutes, but we looked dangerous all the way through. Kemp was class, not just with the ball, but energy without it putting tackles in. So yeah, lots of tweets about about Kemp and you know, just about fans enjoying their football again and it's yeah. been a long time since we've had this many tweets about you know enjoying watching Leighton Orient it's nice to read absolutely it is Billy Carroll GB said much better normally we concede one and fall apart but the back line was solid much better going forward with Brophy and Kemp linking up well a lot during the game still need to improve going forward but the playoffs are back on let's keep this run going now Dan Alton, 2590, so much more like it from an entertainment standpoint. The more than 90 minutes today than in the previous seven home games combined. Some great link-up play between the front players and Kemp was terrific. Oldham passed it nicely, but barring a goal that had no end product, we saw it out well. That's a really good point. They didn't have an end product. I am underscore MO said, Orient play much better when they play fast passing in the attacking third. So... It's frustrating when they spend half the game going backwards and slowing it down. Good win and two good goals, but felt Oldham were unlucky. Could have been four all on another day. That's also a fair point. Yeah, absolutely. Dear Stu said, an absolute brilliant seven days and never saw nine points coming. What is impressive is that the three wins have come without us being reliant on DJ scoring. So, so willing 
for DJ to get scoring again, and his hard work deserves it. Kemper will go brilliant. Tells again, very solid. See, I mean, mm. what I like is there's lots of um, lots of players who are getting called out for their performances. Not just Kemp, but Wilkinson's getting called out a lot. Turley's been called out a lot. Cissé's been called out quite a bit. You know, Brophy's been called out. It's, it's nice to see a variation of players. Yeah, because it was a proper solid team performance this time. Um, to it would be hard to pull out just one player who stood out the most. But the birthday boy Matt Roper at Pandemonium eighteen eighty one said first and foremost. A birthday win is magnificent. Oldham and the way they play gave us the opportunity to be more expansive today. Movement at times off the ball when in possession was excellent. Two assists from Oldham, but we finished both clinically and were perhaps unlucky not to get a third at some point throughout the 90. Athletic were blooming decent going forwards and at times caused us problems. But we dug in, rode our luck a little and in balance deserved the three points. Playoffs? Forget them. And go by that old cliche, one game at a time. Wise words. <laughs> yeah, he's seen, it, he's seen it too many times to get excited. Not yeah. like us young. And the final word this week, underscore Shivan Patak, says, dare I say it, but there were points where I actually enjoyed watching us. Attacking-wise, there was so much more cohesion and movement, and I thought the subs were about to backfire, but thankfully we defended very well <laughs> at the end. Loving this momentum yeah. so those were all tweets that came into Orient Outlook podcast uh, after the Oldham game so let us know if you agree or disagree with any that have been read out in this one you can tweet us at Orient Outlook you can email us at orientoutlook.com or you can find us on Facebook at Orient Outlook podcast or on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast so thanks to everyone who's tweeted us this week and who continues to engage with the Orient Outlook podcast so that means the design can be prediction leave and wow actual special this is amazing Mark R uh, Mark R Aldous Gary Hammond Perk Orient Fan TV Steve Vlatus Eastside Orient well done you guys you all get three points for correctly predicting the scoreline well done to Tommy, extra well done to Tommy Atkinson 6, London Gary W, Wrecker Blue App, Noreen underscore Telfer, Dave M1812, The Authentic Gaz, Wings Mad, Orient underscore Fan, Stroud Green Owen, Len Chin Chin 1, who all get four points because you correctly predicted the score and the scorer, but my God, Paul Skinner, you are excelling at this guessing malarkey. You got all five points, the maximum you could have taken for today because you correctly predicted the score and both scorers. I mean, mate, you need to be putting money on the lottery because it's going to come in for you. Um, that means then that the top of the Design Cadbury Prediction League is as follows. At Dan Alton 2590 is still top on 29 points. Uh, 26 points just behind him is David Landau, 17. And on 23 points, it's John uh, Band, uh, 6306547 and Wadsey. And I'm surprised that we're not mentioning Paul Skinner in that top three, Mr Nussbaum. Well, he's left it a bit late, but you never know. The season could still turn, <laughs> but well, well played Paul Skinner. Nine points this week, yeah. maximum taken, so well done. So let's move on in to Sunday the 28th of March, as we record another double birthday celebration this today. So a happy birthday to O's left-back, Joe Willowson. So happy birthday to Joe. And also a happy birthday to O's fan and sometimes Theo, right? Happy Theo, birthday to Stuart Minton. Theo, Theo, Theo. Well done to you both. Hope you have both enjoyed your day. Dan Kemp was named in the Skybet League 2 Team of the Week. For this weekend's fixtures, well done to Dan. Again, another weekend where we've seen Orient players in 
in the sponsors at the league sponsors team of the weekend. Love it. Yeah. Brilliant. So well done there to Dan Kemp. So at, I guess just over an hour, I'm yep. guessing, Mr. Levy. 63. 63. So let's wrap up this bad boy. So fantasy football update. There's no fantasy football this week, but Elliot Pierce is currently top of the Orient Outlook podcast fantasy football league. He's got 1891 points ahead of Dave Hayton in second place on 1866 points. I'm in 67th place out of 295 well players. Done. So, time to do the positives and negatives of the week. So, Mr. Levy, I'll let you do the positives. Thank you. I mean, just to come back to the fantasy football, you've moved up three places, so that's that's positive. I mean, obviously, that's because the points have tallied from last week. Not because there's been games this week, but well done to you. So the positives this week, obviously loads of positives. We could be here all evening, but three wins on the bounce for Joby. That includes Newport from last week as well. And also, as Dave Victor mentioned in his interview, it was Joby's first uh, at Brisbane Road. Two clean sheets in the past week. Four clean sheets from six up to the Carlisle game. And the league table, we are just four points off the playoffs with now a positive two goal difference. So a lot of things to be positive and and the momentum that all of this brings with it as well. So I think all the boys will be fairly confident going into next weekend uh, Easter's uh, fixtures uh, with uh, Mansfield and then at home to... Walsall, thank you very much indeed. So yeah, that momentum will, will serve us in good stead for those two teams. Yeah, so amazing this week. We don't have any negatives. There's no negatives that we can think of. So without any negatives, which is probably a first on the Orient Outlook podcast. So let's move on into Hero of the Week. So there are a few candidates this week. I think Dan Kemp was in with a shout. I think Jamie Turley's been mentioned quite a lot. He was in with a shout, but I think yeah. we were both unanimous in our actual um, decision-making. I mean, he scored three goals in the last seven days, uh, has just looked on fire and is full of confidence, taking his goals very well. So, ladies and gentlemen, your Orient Outlook podcast hero of the week is... It's Connor Wilkinson. So, well done, Connor Wilkinson. Well done, mate. You love to see it. Let's have a few more goals now uh, and really, really go for a playoff push. Absolutely good on him. It's nice to be able to have a selection of people to choose because there's a couple of weeks where we didn't have anyone and possibly a third week where we struggled. Anyway, next week's fixtures. Next week is Easter weekend, as I said earlier. We've got two bank holiday fixtures coming our way. First up on Good Friday, we go to Mansfield Town. They're currently 19th in the league and they drew away at Tranmere on Saturday, so they'll take the positives out of that. They've drawn four and lost one of their last five games. Then we go, uh, we're back home on Easter Monday. We host Walsall, who are 20th in the league. They drew away to Grimsby on Saturday and have drawn three and lost two of their last five games. Both difficult fixtures, but you'd say both are winnable. You know, I'd be happy with four points from six out of those two. Six out of six would be lovely. And could happen. I'd be, I'd, I'd take four out of six. But you know, you never know what's going to happen. League two has been all over the place. So fingers crossed there. So true. don't forget for the best plastering true. and rendering prices around. Visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or Begads LOFC or go and check out their websites or look them up on Instagram or on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. Yeah, that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode number 240. It's been one hell of a week for Joby, the staff and the players, having been on two very long journeys, but coming home with maximum points makes it all the better. And topping that off with a win at home to boost our playoff chances that we thought 
had gone. Connor Wilkinson's been on fire, taking his tally of goals to 13 for the season. And our performances have been improving as Joby has continued to get his ideas across where the players have responded positively. And from seven games, he's got four wins, two draws and a loss. And as been mentioned before, we just need to get Danny Johnson firing again to leave us with the wishful thinking that one of those playoff places could be ours. Could it really happen? Let's not daydream too much on that. Though we'll be back on the evening of Easter Monday, the 5th of April, after the Walsall game, hoping we'll be talking about two more wins, or certainly no losses. And if that is the case, then we could start getting very, very, very excited here at the Orient Outlook podcast. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a review. So like we mentioned at the top of the pod, Chef Kemp One, thank you for your review on iTunes. So if you listen on iTunes at the moment, stop it now. You've listened to it all. Go and give us a review. Don't listen to the last two minutes. You know, I'd rather have a review. So if you listen on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platform, add us to your favourites, and that way you'll get the podcast on your feed as soon as they are uploaded. We're also on all smart speakers, so Alexas, Echoes, and God knows what else is out there now at the moment. But we are all on those devices so go and listen to us on there if you have an older relative or a loved one or an orange chum who you think will like the podcast or just someone who's a bit bored and who needs a little pick me up go and put the podcast down their ear holes get them listening to it download it for them and don't forget to pass the pod so like the bearded legend said no podcast next sunday we're going to hold it out for a day extra to fit in the Walsall game so we'll be back with episode 241 on monday the 5th of april with all the information and views that you could ever need and we look forward to hearing from you and as always stay safe keep calm have a great eight days and listen to the orient outlook Happy Easter to everybody and it gives us great pleasure to play rocking all over the world. Up the O's!